whatever, if when we can come, start to realize and come from a space of understanding, that's when the conversation can begin. That's when diametrically opposed forces can, 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 can start to come together and, and resolve these issues and, and come back to a middle, middle ground where stuff actually gets done. And here we are. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Welcome to what we're calling, and might as well, it is January, Season 5 of Movement Matters with me, your host, Colin Kurtz, and as always, a very special guest. Uh, today, <clears throat> we're going from A to Z in this season. Today's guest is Adam Zaitz. So we're starting with A, and we're going to cover A to Z with Adam and I'm going to say a lot more before we get to that uh, to try to lay out the season here as we're hopefully going to unfold it and explain how it's going to be a little different, but mostly acknowledge new sponsors. I want to start off with that because you got to give uh, credit where credit's due and gratitude for um, this show does <laughs> need sponsorship. It does need your support, whether it's literally just from listening and discussing it with me slash us being a guest just engaging in any way is a big deal because this is a very important creation and uh, an act of creativity for us and especially for me we put a lot into this and we really really care about your engagement and what you specifically think on that note um <clears throat> so regarding sponsors we have the three Returning sponsors, the Philadelphia Table Company, Native Cafe, and Ortiz Art. We also have three new sponsors for this season. The Service Events, or just Service Events with Steve and Nick, Nick and Steve, who happen to also be cool members. Well, I guess it's fair to say that uh, the owner of Philadelphia Table Company is sort of an, a core member, as, a, as is the man behind Ortiz Art. Uh, fifth sponsor, one of the two new ones for this year, is Duck Donuts, specifically the local uh, franchise, courtesy of Mildred Miller, who is also a Kuru member. And we do get to eat lots of her, lots of the donuts, <coughs> meaning I do. <laughs> Thanks, Mildred. And the Rodale Institute, and I will be mentioning this one quite a bit, especially between now. And Earth Day. And so Rodale refers to something that is inherently ecology related, sustainability related, although they, there's a lot of footnotes to their use of that word. And generally, environment, if you will, related, although that word deserves a lot of footnotes too. But what word doesn't really write? <laughs> we won't go down that rabbit hole in an intro. Save that for the episodes. But I will say this about the Rodale Institute. I'll just reiterate what they <clears throat> say very clearly on social media, which is that they are 
growing the regenerative organic movement through solutions-based research, farmer training, and consumer education. Uh, so I, I've connected with them courtesy of Jeff Katch, who is, again, a Kuru member and good friend. And we co-hosted, along with another friend, Julian, um, a retreat here last September that went really well. We're going to do another one on March 19th. And, of course, Earth Day, Rota Institute, Environment, Eco, the ecology, Ecosomatics, to um, borrow that from Chandler Stevens, is a big deal. It's probably the most important concept to me in general, but definitely professionally. Uh, so you'll hear a lot about that throughout the whole season, to say the least. Not always directly, but it'll be in the uh, in the ether, in the background. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, regarding, I mentioned upcoming events, Jeff and I will be doing another retreat on March 19th, and there are other things happening before that. Uh, regarding the Service Brothers as well. In fact, we're scheduling a cooking class. We haven't decided the exact date yet for that, but that will probably be actually around the same time in March. Um, but before all of that, we're going to get this episode out in time, I believe, for you to hear uh, a reminder about uh, Riss Cottrell, Cottrell's, excuse me, um, ceremony happening this coming Wednesday on February 2nd. I guess I should say that I'm recording this on the snow day, one of the snow days, I suppose, uh, Friday the 28th of January. I thought I'd be recording this tomorrow, but, you know, what? what when it snows, things change in these parts, in this part of the world. So I'm going with that flow. Um, <clears throat> Riss is a wonderful young woman to say the least and the the face behind all my ancestors where she focuses on Jungian I think we can say Jungian shadow work Carl Jung and definitely integrates a very broad understanding I would say of astrology and the relevant seasonal ceremony is called Imbolc and that's what we're going to be enjoying with her on Wednesday night, February 2nd. Um, February 22nd, there'll be something here with uh, Stacy Friedman. Lindy, Linda, <laughs> Linda Bianchini is going to be offering a breathwork series starting at the end of February. Shane and Carolina. Carolina will be returning for another cacao ceremony, March 12th. There'll be a conscious communication workshop with two very interesting people, Shy and Leah. Um, that's that's March 23rd. Pardon me for... <laughs> didn't have that literally right in front of me. Um, let's see. So the list goes on, and that takes you up to the end of March. So two full months of events and I'm sure there'll be more in between uh, starting in April we're going to do our bike ride our spring bike ride assuming the weather is good although we proved that we can do it really regardless of what the weather is last November um, 
And then Jeff, I mentioned Jeff and I will be, uh, there'll be something we're doing again actually on, well, no, we'll be doing another event in April. We'll be doing one in March, March 19th, and again in April. There might also be a history class that we're working on scheduling with a local rabbi, Michael Shivek, a good friend, and uh, he was on a show. You have to check him out. Actually, most of these people will be or have been on shows here. And that's that's it. That's the lineup for the moment. Just want to throw all that out there. Getting a lot out there in the uh, the first intro here. Laying the foundation for the new season. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. So for this podcast in particular, I mentioned already that our guest is Adam Zaitz. He's been on the show before. He moved to Colorado, so we spoke... Um, he spoke to me from Denver, and it was a great conversation. And we we had a bit of a lay. We laid out a relative plan beforehand, um, and I'll tell you what that is. But I just want to say in general about these first few episodes. They're very foundational. I and we are being much, very intentional about this season. I want to honestly tell a story here, lay out the... <laughs> The fundamentals of, of what we're digging into here in general. I'm digging into in my work. We're digging into here with this more social uh, um, engagement called the podcast and all things media. Koru in general as an education center. What are the nuts and bolts? Some of the themes will be absolutism for sure. The, that's the big A. Why? What is it and why is it important to be aware of? Context, why do we use that word over and over and over? Another A, allowing and breathing. Breathing's re- very relevant to the third episode. <clears throat> Power, actually we dig into that in the second episode a lot. Uh, we leave off at the end of the first one here with questions about power. I think that will be a through line to say the least. Hand-in-hand uh, hand with that is the awareness or the reality that the learning never ends. And of course, back and forth to what this has to do with movement, more obviously and less obviously. Over and over and over. These will be the key themes, to say the least. And I already mentioned ecology, focusing on what were the links between general somatics and the world at large, to say the least, our, what we call environment. Um. We're going to go in deep. We're going to learn. We're going to be very, very direct this season. We're ready. (laughs) So I mentioned for this first one, we're focusing on absolutism, to say the least. And I asked Adam, you know, to think about that before we spoke. And then one of the key prompt questions was going to be, and there aren't always prompt questions, and, and rarely actually are there. But we we laid out a few. One of them being, what would you do if you had control? Not necessarily absolute control, but control. And there was no specific topic there. But I will say that Adam and I have um, communicated quite a bit about current events, and he <laughs> and we have very divergent priorities or or, or vantage points, or just points of view, as do most people, quite frankly. Um, but we're very good friends at the same time. And we're very good friends, I should say. 
I I have a strong uh, affinity for Adam. And our differences, honestly, make it all the more fun to explore. Um, yeah, the affinity grows. The, the better we can explore our differences, I feel more and more akin with him. Uh, Adam also dabbles quite a bit, at least compared to me, with psilocybin. So we talked about that. And again, we left it with questions about what are the prerequisites for power. And that leads right into the second episode with Kristen Ritter. Uh, I can't guarantee all of the episodes will be as seamless <laughs> as uh, I may have just implied, but we're going to do our best. And for these first three so far, uh, we're doing a pretty good job. And I'm going to be leaving you with that as the more or less prepped intro. And off the top of my head, is there anything else to add? Hmm. Only this. Um, if you haven't, yet been to Native Cafe, they're they're pretty good. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge that we're uh, sponsored by a lot of donut-related um, companies, and and I, I don't want to give the impression that uh, that we're only okay with donuts, but if there was a way to only eat donuts, I would be okay with it. I'm going to stand by that. I'd be okay with it. If there if it would work to just eat donuts. You you would I'd be the donut monster. And with that, here's Adam's Eights. Thanks for joining. Like she said, recording in progress. So, I want to acknowledge that this is the first podcast of 2022 and I'm delighted it's with you. And I did mention as you uh, we were just talking about the uh, the notes we agreed to from beforehand, and your name A to Z. We're starting with we're we're aware that we're going to go from Alpha to is it Z, right? A to Z, and that's with you. And welcome back. I should say that as well. Welcome back to the show. This time, while. this time from Colorado, not face to face. It has been a while. A lot has happened. I wish I could uh, be there with you in person. Why aren't you? It's it's there's no excuse. I tell you what, there's no excuse. <laughs> it's only a short plane ride away. So that's your view from your balcony. Down, I got downtown just behind me, and a nice view of the mountains, the Rocky Mountains, the foothills to the west. In Denver, you're in, in Denver, right in Denver. Yep, Cap nice. Hill. Yeah, little neighborhood and just south of that of downtown beautiful beautiful part of the country nice more quiet part of the city and uh yeah we're living we're living high high on the horse with a you know living our vision the view of the mountains and who is we if you, you want to say something. oh uh my better half and partner melissa been together 14 years she's uh, holy moly I know she's my rock. I, I I often joke with people that I I don't know if you remember that Chris Farley sketch uh, where he was the motivational speaker. He says, "Of course you do." Yes, yes, yes. I'd be in a van down by the river if it weren't for her. Let's just say that living living the nomad lifestyle, or or I'd be a bum, or you know. So she, she so very grateful for her to say the least. 
I believe you. I probably would have that if it wasn't for Griffin <clears throat> or something like that. Um, yeah, it's a pretty famous skit. I, I'm tempted to do an impression. <laughs> Poor Chris Farley, though. Yes. He lost a treasure there. <laughs> Another one gone well before their time. As as is happening now. Wow, good segue. I was going to say, that's some really unexpected foreplay for you and me before we get into the weeds. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this, because there aren't many times that I have an outline, but I am trying to be... There's a lot of things I'm going to try to do just differently with this season of the show and starting with you um keeping things to 90 minutes is one of them being a little bit more organized topic wise although i still like the general free flow um so this is a good start i think our topics are pretty clear and i'll we'll segue from <clears throat> living in a van down by the river <laughs> that's probably gonna have to get edited to, to clear, clear your throat for that one yeah Absolutism, the key A, and then it seems like the primary, it's one of one of the words that I seem to say just hundreds or thousands of times a week, that in context, absolutism in context, and you and I are going to play with both of those. Um, we're going to get into the the things that we've been texting about, or I should say you text me about maybe. Yeah, where's my response? Where's my responses? And then we'll waiting. shift to your your awakenings. That's at least, I mean, that's one fun way to put it. All right. um, we'll get into psilocybin eventually. Right. And then we'll put a nice bow on this, I suspect. Yeah. Um, but let's start off with un an understanding that you're, you're um, an extraordinarily, uh, all these A words, aggressive young man who... <laughs> wants to dismantle the absolute author authoritarianism that is um yeah i'm watching your face as you <laughs> take that in well you were why don't we just unpack absolutism because we were doing that already a second ago and uh, you said you looked it up when i mentioned that word which... yeah i mean i i had to look it up and so what i think we're talking about here is kind of that all or nothing mentality that's so prevalent in society today, um, whether we're Republican or Democrat, whether we're, you know, a, a Trumper or a fan of Biden, uh, whether we're a so-called anti-vaxxer or uh, for this vaccine. It's it's an all or nothing belief system, whether it's in the political realm or in the religious realm, that in fact creates something very particular, and and we can see that very much so today in in our society as we have become so disconnected from one another, and how society has almost divided itself into two different categories, um, two different frameworks of thought. And I, it's all got to do with our belief system. And I just did a wonderful weekend program this past weekend. And it was just so impactful because 
we really dug into these these belief systems. And what it comes down to is they're not even ours to begin with. All right, so they were instilled in us through society, through school, education, our parents, our lineage, through even repetitive thought structures that have just looped in our minds again and again, maybe we, maybe perhaps through a trauma that we experienced. And we took that, those beliefs on as our identities. And I think it's this that's really got us into trouble, so to speak, myself included. So let's just, let's start there. I, I'm sp when I, when I speak to you all and when I speak to you, I'm speaking to myself first and foremost in trying to come back to the same center, so to speak. So what are the ways in which you perceive yourself as um, be, being absolutist, if we can phrase it that way? And, and I'll add, I, I think it's a, a very old habit. I don't think it's anything new. I think it is one of the primary, if not in some ways the primary, uh, I don't want to condemn it and say flaw or um, anything negative because it serves a purpose, but I think it is the primary human trait which has had the most impact on how we, like you said, uh, shape our perceptions, aka beliefs, and um, form and organize culture to say the least. And I don't think that's new. I think that's got thousands of years of history, uh, mostly with regard to how stories and old stories have shaped our thinking and beliefs and the, con the, the idea, whether we see it or not, that we know something. And absolute knowledge is one of the primary forms, I'd say, of absolutism or, or like flavors of it. <laughs> uh, so I'll give it that. I'll, I'll reflect back that sort of intro perception and i believe it isn't bad absolutely and that is where we try to play with it in a fun way where we say we being the um, people who, with whom i'm often discussing this and it's usually very organic the way we're discussing it the joke we like to say to each other is absolutes are always bad built into that if you're as nerdy and geeky as i am and i think we are um, i think even the way we just brought up chris farley was pretty nerdy. Uh, at least that's how I feel about myself there. Um, the joke there is, of course, that's an absolutist phrase. And you kind of have to just like hit your forehead and do don't because you see it's so implicit in our language. It's so implicit in how we frame our, pers our ideas. And I'm not of the black and white attitude that it has to be gotten rid of. We have to end it. We have to annihilate it. Any of that, I think it's a matter of awareness of it. But awareness of it is enough. That's a big enough job. <laughs> so with that, my question back to you was, how, in what ways do you perceive yourself playing that game? Well, yeah, I mean, for me, it, it really just comes down to are my beliefs leading me towards what I want to create in life? My, my vision for 
for life and how I want to experience the richness of a human existence. Are they serving that? Are they serving that? Or are they taking me away from that, that, uh, that vision or context I want to live for life, whether it's peace or, or freedom, passion, connection, which is what most of us, I think, truly only desire at our core level, whether we know it or not. It comes down to, you know, you, are that, the, like peace, passion, freedom, connection things like that are yeah the, that the greatest aspects of ourselves the the the, the emotions that we want to feel the the way we want to live our daily lives you know nobody nobody wants to know anxiety nobody nobody wants to know this level of overwhelm not chronically yeah yeah that's that's so prevalent in in society today and in each one of us i would say most the vast majority of us anyways Nobody wants to know that. So, so for me, it just it's it's about realigning my belief structures. So I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, I grew up in poverty. We had nothing. You know, money was always uncertain, and you know, I took I quickly took on those beliefs. Those attitudes around money that it was scarce it was harder to make and and even more difficult to keep um, and then from my father took on the the idea that you know money was in the wrong hands that the you know the, the so-called elites were using it for nefarious purposes or something like that so i so that ruled mm a good part of my life and, and, you know, continues to this day, which is something that I am continuously working on myself with because I want to, I, I want wealth. You know, I love money. Money has its purpose and it can, it can create impact if you relate to it in a certain way. So, so yeah, I mean, it all comes back to, it all comes back to how we want to live and are these beliefs serving us well what do you think are, are they ways yeah that well that i suspect we'll get deeper into that as we go especially with the uh the psilocybin component because i know that was enlightening i think it was for you and but before we maybe jump to that what's can you point to some of the ways in which it's you just mentioned anxiety it's a big deal how does an absolutist tendency or uh habit link with something like anxiety it, it comes back to focus can you where can you where unpack that it, a bit yeah where are we focused how, what are we thinking about what are we spending our time with and I'll put it simpler, what, what are we listening to? Who are we around? What, what news stations are we watching? So the way I hear you answering that is to say almost like, this. And of course, we've talked a lot about this already, and I could be adding my own bias or projecting something here. So 
It's almost as if what you're saying is, I think I am projecting, uh, <laughs> um, that it's, it's sort of built into the, um, the fabric or what some might say the DNA of a lot of our social norms and cultural norms, the almost the gravity of an absolutist attitude is almost beneath beneath the surface behind the scenes a lot of the time mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a measure of safety and security you know like you were talking about it goes back to you know thousands of years to you know to the tribal ways in which we began as a culture you know we want to we want to be a part of the tribe we want to be we don't want to be outcasts we don't you know we want to be a part of well, I specifically think of three, at least three. There are, I think there are probably a number of others, but the primary three I would call absolutist tendencies are to believe or to perceive in absolute separation, to believe or perceive that there could be um, an ending, and to negate absolutely the possibility for anything new, which goes hand in hand with an ending. Um, yeah, let's talk about that ending piece. Are huge. You, you... I think it's actually the biggest one because it's pretty easy to say, oh, yeah, everything's connected. There's no absolute separation. It doesn't inherently translate to a better quality of life without more, as far as I can tell. Like it's implicit to just biology and, and the material world, as far as I perceive it. And there's really no logical or reasonable way to contradict the the you know, the phrase that everything's connected, there is no absolute separation. It's a relatively almost asinine point the more you think about it. But con continuity is the second piece there. And the what is, yeah, the ending component. That's, that's a tricky, tr tricky little bugger. <laughs> are, you, are you speaking, in, when you say the ending, are you speaking about the end of, of humanity as a, or the end of civilization or, or the end of... Well, it ties in with the second sort of component of the of what we outlined which is about control i i'm referring to the ending of say newness and it goes hand in hand with that third piece i said and it, it also ties in with chaos so it's all sort of interconnected there and in that i think we have a tendency to a really deep like deeply programmed tendency to um want in a pathological and i'll say dangerous way for absolute control and therefore some kind of absolute ending to whatever's going on. I don't mean death and I don't mean like a literal game over, turn it all off and we can just, um, yeah, that, that would be death. I think though the perception that there's a way for it all to be organized so that we no longer have to put in any put in any more effort or take care of it or like do our part like we can just kind of sit back and watch it all unfold uh, like in some sort of like tranquil blissed out peaceful state and and that's the primary desire is for that to just be able to look at everything with this absolute sort of nirvana like bliss <laughs> forever <laughs> that's kind of a that's kind of a passive way to live one's life no i don't think it's just a passive way i don't think it's possible and i think it's actually in conflict with being alive 
Sure. Is, no, hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's not even it's a the, it's the action piece. It's the action piece that that will that will drive us forward. That that will. And we haven't figured out enough of us. Don't it doesn't seem like we figured out. And I, I, you and I play around with why, which is kind of what we're doing. Why haven't we figured out a way that is essentially sort of good enough, where we're balancing that action and that, that active and passive need because it is a need it's a need like how, what is the good enough mode there which is why that second question part of the outline is there like you know what would you do what would i do if like we could like somehow? yeah that's big i mean i <laughs> i feel like that whole kind of screw it it's all coming down anyways sort of mentality is is so prevalent you know, in, in myself in the past, certainly less so now, but certainly it's still, it's still there. But I feel like it's such a driving force in society that we're almost paralyzed towards yeah. action. Yeah, the nihilism. I mean, that's, that's a big word, of course, too. The, like the, the flavors of nihilism, that screw it is its own flavor of nihilism. Ignoring it is another flavor. Um, trying to but getting nowhere i think is the biggest one that i'm it's pretty easy to see where people i think would have a screw it attitude it's like it's a kind of a coping mechanism because of how much they're suffering but um getting nowhere is the thing that i'm most fascinated by well we're never getting nowhere right well (laughs) we're we're always moving we're always moving in some direction we're always moving forward we're always evolving and growing. yeah, yeah. On a technical level, to- well, I'm not sure we're always evolving. Actually, that's what I'm wondering. In the sense of progressing, like really learning and progressing, and like I think we, are, I think we are in our own individual, unique and precious ways. Some for some, it's happening faster than others. Yeah, there's really no. I mean, that's just that's a belief right there, and that's fine. I don't see any problem with that belief. It's a question of on a large enough scale to me is is humanity really evolving? And I'm not even sure it's a good question. Like I'm totally open to the possibility that, that in and of itself is a, a, a sort of like there's a blind spot built into that question, but it's hard not to wonder that given what looks like, you know, just keeping it really simple, a lot of unnecessary confusion. And I experienced the confusion um, for sure, too. And I, Absolutely. It's, it gets hard. It's actually harder. In some ways, it seems to be getting harder not to feel some confusion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, we're, we're, being bom- we're, we're being bombarded on levels we've never known before on you know, with misinformation and... Or even just information. Misinformation, information overload. We don't, we don't know how to process that. Our brains aren't there yet, I don't think. And hence the confusion, hence the uncertainty. And But do we want to be there? I don't know if I want to be where I can process this much information. I don't know what... It's, un- it's unnecessary. I feel like it's all just a distraction from 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 ourselves from going inside and and tasting our potential knowing who we are all, all everything that's happening in the world today 
the bombardment, the, the information overload, the, the mandates, the lockdowns, the quarantines, the the push towards authoritarianism, it's all to distract us from ourselves, from our power, from our potential as a species. Well, I'm, I'm not going to ignore any of that, but I know that'll be its own fun little, no, fun in quotes, um, its own nice piece here. But I th let's not, if we can, not jump to those specific terms yet, because it's still we're still talking more general, I think. Um, which is to say, I mean, I don't perceive what we're talking about as being unique to the last couple of years. I perceive what we're talking about as being relevant to a to centuries of at least just not decades, but centuries of of a certain a certain understanding of history, a certain culture. And there's no <clears throat> overarching, absolutist, oversimplifying way of oversimplified response that's just like people would try to, unfortunately, a lot of people who are in the in particular camps with regard to some of what you just said, it's all about tech. It's all about pharma. It's all about religion. It's all about this. There's always some, again, I'm saying absolutist boogeyman or scapegoat or some one or something that gets blamed. And that's just not, there's no way that that's true because if you were to go back far enough, you would then say, then we have to get rid of fire or the wheel. Then you would have to be questioning to what extent is it valuable to have had any creative impulse as an animal on this planet at all, which is just absurd and a waste of, at least in my opinion, time and energy. So it's not worth trying to dissect how to go back. It's a question of what's really working and what does it mean for it to be working? And I'm just acknowledging what you just said. If there is a, a, a general desire for peace, passion, freedom, connection, and a certain tone and, and like a quality and a texture to existence, I don't think it needs to be so elusive is my fundamental point. The peace, passion, freedom, connection experience doesn't need to be so elusive, which I know you basically agree with. Of course. It's, it, and it's, <laughs> no, it's not elusive. It's there. Well, one of my teachers would say it's, a, it, it's the elusive obvious. It's still, though, at the moment, in general, to what seems like, I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, most of us, it's still elusive, even if it's just yeah. there. It's, it's, it's the nature of, of, you know, how far we've come in these lot. I would say, I, I think it's, everything's just speeding up now. Um, that I can feel. Yes. The, yeah. The last, the last, you know, I think I would say it's even started with, you know, deregulation in the eighties and, you know, technology just having this multiplier effect. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all there. It's just we've for, we've forgotten. I mean, we you know we we're so distracted by you know these divisive qualities and the absolute beliefs that we forget to you know go in, you know go inside and, and and taste that for ourselves. 
And I think COVID, I think COVID, that's what, that's one of the reasons why COVID came around. It was to give us a little break, a little respite from, you know, the, 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 the chaos of the world, so to speak. But did we take, did we take that opportunity? That's the question. Well, what would that have looked like to you? You know, more time with our families, more time with ourselves, more time to go inside and meditate and taste the taste that stillness that we're speaking about and that potential and that raw power. Yeah, I bet you and I are not alone in having almost a nostalgia for after the initial shock, I think most of us, or at least the people I was interacting with, and, there, and I think implicit to that is there was a relative sense of financial security. Um, most of the people who had enough of a sense of financial security, there was this almost sense of, um, yeah, this real tranquility that that I think we have a nostalgia for because in that Maybe, I don't know if it was a few weeks. I don't recall exactly how long it lasted. But without a doubt, there was just generally more quality time together. Sure. And the, walk, the walking outside. I remember so many people walked more and walked together. And How long did that last, though? That's obvious. Yeah, that's the point. Right. And so what's, yeah, what's in that? Because we were talking about this. Like what, you know, what life, what's the world you want it to, how do you want life to be? What is it that you want life to look like? And I guess that's not really even sure. I'm not really sure if we can go much further with the other direction we were just in. But yeah, obviously we both have a nostalgia for that. The walking and the quality time. Got some good walks in there early on in COVID. Well, we're meant to walk. We are meant to walk, and my, I don't think there's any debating that. We're not meant to just sit around our sedentary desk. in any way sedentary. Not a, not really at all. I don't think any animal is, except when it. I mean, there's a difference, in my opinion, between being sedentary and actually passive. Um, so yeah, we're meant to walk. Yeah, well, I, I think that. I mean, yeah, being passive or you know sedentary or is the beginning of death or the beginning of disease in the body. So too much of it. Yeah. Too much of it. Um, so what's the, all right, let's, let's just dive into that more fully. What's the world look like if you can, I guess it's sort of like being God, but that's a silly (laughs) phrase. If you were able to move some of the pieces around a certain way. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I well mean, it's I, the key. I ask everybody that when they really get, when I can tell that they're, they're, I, I vent, I complain, I allow myself that. I've learned the value of that, and eventually, though, especially with regard to these more political things and more COVID-related details. Yeah, I, I can't help but wonder. So if you could do, what would you do if you could do what you wanted to do? Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, share, we share a mentor, right? Who always, who always tells us to come from the, the, the space of the greatest good for the most number of people. True, and I, yeah. And I, 
And I think it's clear, at least in my own mind, and maybe to a certain percentage of others, that we're not doing that today. Well, that's what I was saying about are we really yeah. evolving? That's why I question evolution, but you... But so let's not go back on that. But yes, we're, yeah, this, I, I would say the systems aren't working. Many of the, the structures, the foundational pieces that 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 are in place now aren't working for for most of us. I think they're working for. Well, that's our job right now. Then is to unpack what does it mean for it to be working. What does working in quotes mean? That's our job right now to unpack that. Well, I mean, let's let's start let's start by tackling you know the origin of uh, of this tremendous rise in infectious diseases and cancers and autoimmune diseases and these uh, inordinate stress levels and anxiety. Let's let's let's, ta let's take on you know the epidemics of suicide and homelessness. You know, let's let's start to come together and talk about those issues. You know. Well, you and I are doing that, so let's talk about them. You and I are an us, right? Sure. No. So let's talk it start, about it. It starts. Yeah. With, it starts with us. And somebody's listening here, so let's talk about them. What should we talk about? Right? Any any of the items on that list? Um, look, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to look one. like in the future. I'm. I, I, no, I, let's I, just talk I, about one thing from that list. That's a good list. Those are the. Those are that's a good list of um, clearly there are symptoms that are causing those heartbreaking and, and um, seemingly unfortunate tragedies that you just listed, to say the least. Well, that's that's the thing. We got to start taking on or attempting to get to the root of these problems and not just kind of tackle the 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 the, the superfluous the, the symptoms so to speak and it's kind of an allegory for for how you know western medicine allopathic medicine works it kind of works to to kind of treat the symptoms in in many cases or you know there's doctors for each part of the body and they take you know they take on their specific well, this is why I point to absolutism, even with regard to something as I have a hard time. I know people who have killed themselves. I have a it breaks my heart to even I, the word suicide is even hard for me to hear. Um, many and many more and many more will be killing themselves in the years to come. Many more. So coupled with that word, I immediately think of like an existential angst and you saw you used the word anxiety already and a, nihilism is another word and there we've hit on these important tonal details and, and literal words and to i don't see anything yet more relevant than these absolutist beliefs that's why i brought it up to me that is the the root that's the soil and the root, maybe, <laughs> of of our of all the issues that we 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 need to tackle as a species. I haven't come up with a better. No, I think I, yeah. no, I think you're right. I, look, I think the the absolute 
ideas or beliefs that we each carry, whether it's on the left or the right or the whatever side of the debate. You take. In whatever context, yeah, it's obviously. In whatever true. context, absolutely. And of course, there's context to everything. You know, we each are unique. We each have our, you know, our roles to play. And we each come from different backgrounds and different times and places. So, well, of course, we each, we all are going to have our own ideas of what, what's right and wrong. But yes, I would agree with you. The, the absolute the, uh, the the firm belief in the absolute, the all or nothing, so to speak, mentality is what's cause, what's the root cause of all suffering, whether it's any one of these myriad issues that we face collectively in this time. It is. It, it absolutely is. I mean, if we, when we can begin to loosen those, those structures, those belief structures a little bit, or maybe come from a place of compassion or empathy for the other, whether it's the immigrant neighbor or uh, the anti-vaxxer or the fundamentalists, the religious fundamentalists, whatever, if when we can come, start to realize and come from a space of understanding that's when the conversation can begin. That's when diametrically opposed forces can, 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 can start to come together and, and resolve these issues and, 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 and come back to a middle, middle ground where stuff actually gets done. Because nothing's getting done right now. We're just, we're just, we're just arguing with one, in, with one another on social media. That's not that's not producing any any positive results. That's not creating the vision of our future for the for our children that we want to see in that digital world. Yeah. I didn't know if I'd bring this up and I appreciate everything you just said. It's good. Especially cuz you just brought up digital world and social media specifically and you know, all, a lot of that is is right there, relevant to what we're talking about, no matter what. But we can be more direct, just like we will be more direct about um, the vaccines in a bit, I think. Maybe. Who knows? But I listen one of the few podcasts that I think everybody really needs to tune into is um, Tristan Harris's The... Um, Undivided Attention one that he okay. created and co-created with, um, forget his partner's name, actually. No, He did the uh, the documentary that, uh, on Social Dilemma. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And podcast is a just an extension, a continuation of that, essentially, in the Center for Humane Technology. Um, it's I, would say, I would say that, I, even though I've never listened to his podcast, having watched that movie, that's some of the, that's the most, one of the most important debates that we need to be having. The role well, of some of the most important content out there, some of the most important information. I support that more than anything else I think I tune into. Um, and there's not a lot I tune into these days, to be frank, because often I just can't ignore <laughs> the absolutism. Uh, it's not always there, but it's there a lot. And with Tristan and his partner, they actually just spoke with um, 
Doug McMaster, the general, the, who was the head of um, NSA, I think, for Trump for a little bit. Hopefully I've got those terms correctly right. Or right. Regardless, they under they unpack the the literal I hate to use some of this provocative wording, but warfare that were perhaps being affected by taking place via tech is specifically the manipulation and mind control, if you will, which I think is a very loaded term to say the least one I don't use lightly. Uh, and yeah, the intentional manipulating and mind control through technology. And they, if Tristan's willing to talk about that, then I think it's pretty important. <laughs> it's, I, and I, to some degree, it's being forced upon us go to, on. The, to, to the degree that we pay attention to it and, and spend time with it and, and, and put our focus there. It's being, it's being, the tool, it it started out as this grandiose idea of bringing Well, let's specific, sorry, let, I'm, no, I'm interrupting you. I guess I want to specifically highlight the, the point about dividing, like okay. creating division. Yeah. Sure. There's but, a lot and, more that he touches on in the social dilemma, like, you know, body dysmorphia and, and the um, self-esteem mental health, general mental health problems, which are so significant, but I'm specifically referring when I say the warfare component to the division and the, the breaking down of our capacity, like trying to, and this is what's so the thing, the nebulous, like who is doing this kind of idea? Like you just even said, it's being forced. Like by whom? Like, what does that mean? Proverbial they, the proverbial they. Yeah. That's what I always, that's sort of the footnote to this. Like what? Okay. Maybe. I don't know who they are, though, and what I'm going to do about that. Regardless, there's nothing that we, there's nothing, there's very little that we can do except turn it off and stop and stop and stop feeding it. Oh, right. That's so there you go. And under, but understanding that it's happening, no matter what, to the extent that you understand that at least division doesn't, isn't going to get anybody any, any more peace, passion, freedom, connection. Uh, that's, that's a big enough deal. <laughs> Yeah, we. I mean, that's 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 worthy of a whole, you know, podcast or talk in and of its in and of itself. Is we got plenty of time. Let's let's dive in. We're gonna so, try to keep it to ninety minutes, but ninety is loose. It's a loose ninety. Yeah, I mean, the, the the division the division point is 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 spot on because, and I so I could be wrong here. This, I mean, it's, it's just more of a, a kind of I call it intuition or or a feeling, or and I fully admit that I could be wrong, and I and I really hope and I pray that I am wrong. But there are deliberate division tactics that are happening across every segment of society today, and let's, we'll just talk about social media and, and, and media in general. Uh, I mean, it's a tried and true, as old as time technique on how to subvert and control a, 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 you know, a population and steer them in a particular direction. We're being divided. It's as simple as that. Through the material and the mechanistic mind of the algorithm at this point. 
Yeah. Supposedly, it's got quite and, a bit of history specific and these, to what. And these companies, yeah, and these companies have you know li literal blood on their hands. You know, whether it's the the, the teenage girl who, who who commits suicide or the genocide on the other side of the world that is triggered as a result of you know stoking these you know these 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 misinformation pieces these campaigns of so may, one where one direction i want to be generally um just aware of but not focused on for at least as much as possible for this conversation and in general is okay there's the problem and not getting like okay great there's there's a part of that's a big thing that's happening that's a big deal and i want to i don't want to ignore any of it but i care about as you basically said in the beginning too focusing on not solutions but the possibilities and that's not a pollyanna like rainbow butterfly kind of thing like gaslighting or um, spiritual bypassing kind of bullshit, none of which I'm okay with. It's just, you. what are we going to do though, right? Like, what are we going to do about it? Awareness is critical. Awareness matters. Awareness in all contexts matters. And now what? And I'm not saying we should not continue talking about it. I just Are you speaking on the micro or the macro level here? I think are all you speaking of it. What we can do as individuals or what I feel that the government needs to step in and, and, and kind of intervene. Well, this is exactly why I said, what would you or anyone do if they had control? And you mentioned our, our friend, Mick. So yeah, it's that it, whatever the context, whatever scale, individually, you and me, the connections we share, the potential for peace and passion connection that's available for us, encouraging, real freedom, which is a whole can of worms on its own. And, and one of the main topics that I pay a lot of attention to. Um, yeah, us and any context, any scale, because I don't think people have any answer to that, except you kind of said it like tune out or stop, like, like disengage with these things. Like, but is that I don't know. Not sure that's enough. I don't know of anything other than education. You know, that's really, I'll just basically just, you know, uh, show you behind, what's behind the curtain for me. I don't have any answer besides education, but I'm always interested in what other possibilities could be there. Yeah. And I, str I struggle with that point. I struggle with that point. You know, how, how, what, to what level do we, bear, you know, bury our heads in the sand as to, you know, what's going on or our perceptions of what's going on or, or our role to play in, you know, recreating society and fundamentally building something new and better in, it, in its place. What? That yeah. One. Yeah. That one. Yeah. It was, I mean, that's, it's something I struggle with every day because, you know, just give it, you know, practical example, you know, you know, what good is it? you know, doing all the research, going down the rabbit hole, so to speak, gaining this knowledge. In quotes. <laughs> you put in quotes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> I 
could because it's subjective, I guess. Still relatively humble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what part? What what part? What role does that play in my life? I mean, am I am I wanting to go out there in the world and, and and you know make a significant change, whether it's in you know a political realm or, or what that is, or do I just want to ignore it all and and stay focused on you know building a business and and connecting with like-minded people and and you know building a a local type community of connection and 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 that piece so i struggle with that and and there's no easy i don't think there's any easy answers to it but i think it starts with you know taking the very best of of what we've created already as as a nation as a species and building upon that and recognizing what is no longer working and being okay with maybe taking a little less profit for a little bit for a, maybe a little bit of time in order to build something new and better in this place something that works for the majority of of civilization and that works towards a brighter space for for your children i don't have i don't have children so for, but for your children I, I see the whole world as my children sure i i know what you mean you've touched on greed among many other things a couple of times yeah it's a big piece we look i think it all comes from a place of security and safety um you know the need to provide the need the the constant wondering of you know will there be enough or you know when is enough enough or you know i think it all comes it all look it all comes back to you know an uncertainty in in, in how this is all going to play out and ultimately i think it comes back to a fear uh, you know, of it, of of an end, coming back to where we started, of the idea of death. Yeah, and wanting to have enough control so as to uh, at least prolong that, if not avoid that, until supposedly you will just have to bite the bullet. Um, but that's not good enough. A culture where that's the foundation and those are the fundamental motivations and the only safe guard is the uh, possibility of life after death is not good enough. It's not You're good right. enough for anybody. Well, we have one life to live, right? As far as we can truly know, in my opinion, yeah. <laughs> or do or do we? No, but it's no. It's, I mean, it's an irrelevant question to me for so many right. reasons. One of, and you know this, I'm not saying this to you, but if somebody were, and certainly people do, go down that hole, which is probably why in the beginning I was a little suspicious of your statement about evolution. To me, it has this inherent sort of spiritual flavor to it. Like, this is all happening for a reason. This is how it's supposed to be. Like, nah. And you didn't say that, I know. But no, I don't agree with that at all. Um, and if that were true, then me not agreeing is what you need to pay attention to. Well, built well, into built into the 
this is all happening for a reason is my saying no to that. So deal with that now. Well, <laughs> and that's part of your desire to help co-create something better. Yeah. And to say oh. that's a bad thought that, or that's a, that's a purely just a coping mechanism. It's a nice thing to say so you can sleep better at night. And a nicety. Well, look, I don't sleep. I don't sleep very well at night. So there's that. <laughs> you should try telling yourself more that it's all happening for a reason. Just start saying that before you put your head. It's on. all happening. This is all happening for it's a all reason. Happening. They're all taking the vaccines for a reason. <laughs> well, that's not really funny. So I guess we'll be. Well, it's a little funny. Yeah, we should laugh about it. Do you want to even talk about that? I wasn't yeah, sure. No, if it, that's yeah. fine. Let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about let's talk about what's his name? Who's the ten, the tennis player? Oh, I forgot. I was going to make a note to bring that up. Okay, yeah, but that's not were, even that's they so specific. Let, they were never going to let him play because that well, would have been tantamount to giving those who haven't had the vaccine permission to not have the vaccine. Right. So other than the the more general issue with the vaccine, is the specific issue here that he seems like, from what I can tell, it's just, well, why couldn't he just be tested, basically? I, I mean, that's, a, that's an easy, obvious answer, is it not? You get, a, you get a negative test and you let him play. But it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. I don't even know how to talk about this, honestly. Yeah. Because, and I, I'm happy to admit that. Um, I'm happy to listen and I'm happy to. So I just had a, yeah, somebody just asked me today and this is what I said. Like they asked me, what are your beliefs? We just met and I don't mind anybody asking me, but I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really have any that I'm, typically all that aware of but we yeah. we essentially talked about absolutism is basically what i said like i basically don't really want i don't really have beliefs i don't really value beliefs at the end of the day beliefs and opinions to me are pretty synonymous I'm not all that interested in them yeah i mean they only matter in as much as what do they matter they, really they only matter in as much as how we use them to to create our lives. I mean, look. So, right, so like with, everything. <laughs> our, our beliefs, our beliefs are simply uh, an emotional event, and they trigger, you know, emotions on on a scale of yeah. you know of fear and love and anything and everything and everything in between that. So, how. Basically, it just comes down to, you know, do do the beliefs and the emotional space align with what we want to create, how we want to live our daily lives. That's that's fundamentally the only question, I believe. Right. Which is what you asked in the big more or less in the beginning as well. And I don't believe anybody knows enough about covid. To have a fully, so to speak, formed, aka absolutist point You're, of view. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're like, we're, we're like, we're blindfolded, kind of stumbling around in the dark still two years later. 
We've no, I, we've no, I don't mind going on the record and saying, though, that I'm more than willing to say I believe this virus was created in a lab. But what does that matter? <laughs> uh, no, I think the origin. I mean, is, it does matter. It does matter. The origin, yeah. origin is important. It matters, but not in like a political way. Yeah. Um, it matters right. in terms in a, of how I a, think. On a scientific level. Yeah, yeah, scientific level, and how we need to organize globally around our the next <laughs> curiosity, and specifically, yeah, maybe there is something about uh, what do I know? I don't know. I don't know what's going on in China. I'm sure there are a lot of terrible things happening there, but what did what did Mick say once? China could 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 be our greatest ally. And, and there you go. And, and they're not. They're our, they're our, the, the, our biggest enemy, and 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 that place which you know of our greatest fear. Yeah, it's either China or Russia or Iran or yeah, and then the list goes from there. Venezuela. Well, let's get let's get back to COVID and the vaccine because I I think there's some important points here. Yeah, go for Let it. Let me just try and dissect it. Best and I'll like, I'll just acknowledge that you and I have had a lot of conversations, or I've I've read a lot of your texts. <laughs> I'm glad you're at least reading them. I'm kidding. I'm just being an ass because I think it's helpful. So go on. I'll shut up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't really. I don't know that we look. It's not it's, the, the whole follow the science nonsense. It's 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 a ridiculous nonsensical phrase it's one studies one science is always evolving it's always being crafted and honed and and changed and evolved and and it just feels like there's no there's no consensus there's no opposing forces coming together to try and figure this thing out it's it's sort of getting back to the you know what we were talking about earlier it's the all or nothing uh, one size fits all type of scenario. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think this vaccine for sure, if you're unhealthy or you're old, absolutely take the vaccine. If it's going to lessen your risks of, you know, symptoms when, when you do get COVID, because there's no avoiding it at this point. That's the thing. We can't run and hide from it forever. Have you had it as far as you know? At least once. Really? You know? At least once. Oh, okay. And I actually think I had a bit of um, long COVID. I'm only now, late August, a couple different high temp, high, you know, fevers. Uh, and I experienced a lot of congestion and, you know, blockage through the, through the lungs in the, in the, in the tracheal, tracheal area. And it's still here three, four months later. So I don't deny that COVID's a thing. No, and, I didn't. I and, it, and it has repercussions in, in, in unhealthy people, certainly, or people in general. I mean, not just unhealthy people, but it, it, it can affect. But I don't think that, you know, the mandates and, and, and the one size fits, you know, the, you know, these, these, these measures. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's necessary or justified on a scientific basis. I think it's just more divide and conquer techniques, tactics. Well, I agree with you about man. Oh, my voice just—that uh, was weird. Did you hear that? A little bit. Yeah. 
Um, I agree about mandating. I don't think it's a solution generally. I can't think of an ob I can't think of a context where it would be a solution. Uh, but right now it certainly doesn't seem like a good one. <clears throat> no, it's, it doesn't um, lead anywhere good. Let's just say that. Yeah. And if people were mostly just upset about that, like anyone, and there's a list of people I perceive, anyone that is really loud and outspoken about the uh, the absurdities of what's going on and the the unnecessary um, just uh, control-based mechanisms that are supposedly kicking in or the just general, like, yeah, I guess it's a synonym, ridiculousness of how this is being handled. If that was only with regard to the mandates, it would be easier probably for people to all be on the same page. It just gets flavored and mixed in with all this other, again, absolutist, we know what's going on stuff. And it's like, God, your motivation isn't, Pure. going to help. Um, in fact, that's why I, I I know what you said about him, but I liked that one video that, and I like that guy's general take. I don't think he's, um, I don't know his, the Z dog. You didn't, I didn't, I was going to try to avoid saying. I haven't picked up on anything that I, that bothers me. I think he's really human and honest and I, he seems honest, which I find attractive. I just don't think he makes any, points any valid points i don't think he he doesn't cite he doesn't he's not citing statistics he's not it sounds to me that he's just promoting a, an uh a, you know an a, a, a pro vaccine agenda or a he know, definitely a, is yeah uh, he's all type agenda which i i definitely don't agree with and i don't think we should be jabbing our kids yet given the scientific understanding that it why is that the word which jab? Yeah, it's like because it, it's a it's a it's so like passive aggressive or aggressive, as if, and that's exactly my point. Like it's not just about mandates. It's like there are hints of these like deeper fears that like it's yeah. a violation. It's it's so much about violence. Yeah, those who don't want it see it as a violation of their autonomy and their their individual privacy. Yeah, which and then those and then those who if are, you only go down that train of thought, as I keep seeing it, it's like, that's not. There's no. It doesn't work. It doesn't add anything truly well, progressive to well, only go down that. Well, thought. But why should those? Why should those on the other side be so upset with these people who choose not to get it? Dude, it they shouldn't have, be. I have a client who said it doesn't affect them in any way. <laughs> oh no, they'll tell you that Especially it does. Especially with the ineffectiveness of this vaccine, the, the vaccinated are still spreading it about at equal or even probably I would say higher rates than the unvaccinated because the vaccinated don't experience the symptoms like the unvaccinated, and therefore they're more likely to go out and experience society and work in the workplace. <laughs> but this is where we get into the. Really? Do we really? You just said I would, 
I would say is like, great, you can say it, but you don't know it. That the, that they're that the people who have the jabs are spreading it more. Well, that's a you can say it. We're all free to say it, but I don't. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And I'm not. That's I know the extreme. I have a client who I'm just say this real quick. Who literally, I told him very straight up, like, thank God you don't have power. Um, he said everybody who's not vaccinated should be in jail. It's like okay. It's a love. It's a wonderful thing that you are not a uh, you are not a legislator. <laughs> I tell you what, that's that kind of thought process and mentality is what leads to genocide. I changed his mind. I think and, and ideas <laughs> and, and, and things like Hitler and 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 ideas like that. And I know those comparisons are 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 often you know done and and stark and and extrapolated to some sort of degree, but they're absolutely valid and applicable. The, 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 Whoa. Oh, gosh. Um, I think he's an, an enigma. I think he's rare, but a lot of people do think. No, that- I don't think. I, I think you're wrong. I think a lot of people think that way. I think a lot of people are disgusted with the other. I, can, I see it. I see it. I see it yeah. on social media. It's very, it's very much real. Yeah. And therefore, the people who are not, who have chosen to not, I'll just say it the way I think is most objective, take part in an experiment. The people who have chosen to not take part in this experiment in the same way. You're referring to the vaccine as an experiment. Yeah, I don't have a problem saying that. I think it's an accurate description. Um, The people who have chosen and are choosing not to take part in this experiment in that way of course get very defensive <clears throat> yeah because they want they they see they see themselves as they had it they chose it everyone else should do the same which is equally counterproductive <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct hence i think the absolutism that i've been wondering about for years is primary problem yeah and the thinking would, and the beliefs yeah yep in that in that i would agree and that's why i'm trying to get away from that absolutism or pay, at least pay less attention to it and more more attention to my own self and how i how i want to be in the world and create the world yes so how do enough of us And there's, and that's actually, again, before I ask that question, what, you know, I mentioned some other people, I don't mind like JP or some of those characters and and even like less, less vitriol versions of him. And he, to me, he's just a, um, a Christian in disguise. There's no subtlety to it. He's just a, a pure evangelical Christian who's, um, masquerading as a, um, a fun guy. He's not. He's an evangelical Christian through and through. There's no. There's no sugarcoating it. He's pure and purely that. He won't admit it, I'm sure, but there's nothing subtle about it if you pay attention. But regardless of him, there are other people. I think that are. You know, they're like it's like absolutism light. Like I don't think it's 
going to help anybody, honestly, to talk about this in a certain way. So how do we, how do we just move on is the question. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that they want us to move on. From I want to move on. I would love to move on. I would love nothing more than to tackle homelessness and 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 hunger and 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 suicide and and all you know all the all of our ills. I well, and as you hit on economic, uh, just fundamental inequalities and inequities and and systematic, um, yeah, the systematic inequities which are not changing. In fact, seem to have only gotten more. Um, hyperbolic and excessive and and almost laughably so and of course it's just crazy that people would think that the larger cultural potential is going to improve and that there's going to be some sort of positive impact by almost like being like laughably inconsiderate and I'm referring to things from last year there's no it's no t um, surprise that Don't Look Up, did you watch that? Would be basically the way to end 2021. It's like, yeah, it's a joke. Of course it, it seems like a joke. It, it, all seems, it all seems so laughably ironic, everything from these last, I would say. Tragically, though. Tra tra oh, of course. Tragically. Absolutely. Because not only of, not only because of the, the fundamentally flawed policies that we've taken on, you know, with Trump and, 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 and now, and now in, in this administration, I don't, and I don't really see a difference between the two of them, but of course there are differences. I retract. I know, that. You're, I know what you mean. But you, oh, that's, I, I feel like you don't have all, to unpack that. Don't worry. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I feel like it's all, they want us arguing and bitterly divided over this whole vaccine and mask debate so that they can continue to consolidate their wealth and, and their power, the proverbial they. I was going to say, I don't, I mean, they, I just like my brain just shuts off when I hear they. It's like, I may, I don't know. Cause it just comes back to, so you what are we going to focus on? Right. What are the possibilities that we're going to focus on? Well, that's on? the important piece. And that's the yeah. important piece. But and everything else is a distraction. I think so we need to be able to celebrate the, and I use that word in very specifically, find a way to celebrate the absurdity and and laugh and cry about it. And I believe the primary need is to focus on new. What's what's new? The new the what do we really want to celebrate? Like you said, like we talked about that almost um, nostalgia for when it's like, let's go take a walk. Let's just go outside and take a walk. Let's enjoy, let's go see the neighborhood. It's so asinine and mundane and damn right it is. You're damn right it's mundane. And what else are we going to celebrate, really? And what is enough in terms of driving ourselves nuts before we see what is worth celebrating? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know where that line is, and I don't. It know is that we've. And I don't know what it's going to. The take. line has been crossed. <laughs> for me, the line oh, has been crossed. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and but, I know for you, yeah. Oh, I mean, it was. I think it was crossed a month into COVID. 
when I quickly realized that this was so much more than just the virus. There was so much more at play here. So much, so much more intricacy that needed unpacking. But I, yes, I don't, I don't know where that, I don't know what it's going to take for us to move past this debate. I call, I call them false arguments. Yeah. I call, I, it's, it's only serving to distract and divide us further from that which we need to be focused on. And it's never too late. It's, I mean, it's not too late until it's too late. You know, I don't think, you know, you know, global warming, things like this, you know, the, the, the ecological collapse, species extinction, it's happening, yes, but it's, we can, it's not too late to turn it around. But we start, we have to start coming together and having these conversations on how we can solve these issues and do it sustainably and not be so profit driven. I hate to say that because it makes me sound like a socialist or something like that, of which I'm not. Of course, profit and, and capitalism has its place, but it just needs to be restructured a, bit, a little bit, a little bit retooled. So, yeah. Well, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, capitalism versus socialism is. That's a, that's a big piece to unpack. So. I don't think so. I don't mean to be flippant, but I think everything is about a new model for a, or a living model for how to balance individualism and collectivism. And you it's un, not you unpacked it in a sentence. I at least laid out the 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 focus, and it's not point being. Therefore, it's both. Um, I find it shocking that that's so. That's the thing that would keep me at night is like, are we ever going to see that it's both? And of course, the fear of not having enough. Anyway, let's. And it, may, honor... and, it may, and it may be a valid fear because. There's definitely something big coming. All of this. Besides... All of the. All of the the last two, three, four years, even four decades, everything is leading to something bigger, something something profound, I would dare say. And I don't know what that shift looks like. Who, I mean, God only knows. But something something big is coming where we will absolutely know that, you know, Okay, the old debate is gone. Now, now we've really got to focus on how to solve these new issues. You think so? Yeah. Besides climate change, what would that be? I mean, I have a feeling it's something's going to something's going to trigger the financial system again, and it, and it obviously in a different way than than '08, and it's just going to have a, a top down effect into the supply chain and. And things like that, and and there there will be even a more, even more of a greater need than there is than there is now, even for for those who were normally comfortable. 
Okay. We don't have to go down that road, though. That's a, that's a, that's, yeah, a, that's, a, that's a that's a different road. It's a good one to just let be, and we'll and we have to obviously yeah. we have to see. Tell me about. I don't want to dramatically jump to this, but I want to. I if it seems relevant at all, hear about your experiences from last year. Are they still relevant? That's the, you, what, what are you what are you speaking of? Of your experiences with psilocybin. Psilocybin. That was pretty new for you, and it seemed pretty profound. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I of course I had a couple experiences, you know, a couple decades ago, um, but having revisited them in the in the home of, uh, you know, of, in the home of the magic mushroom in Colorado and Denver, where they've decriminalized them to a to a degree, and where you know a lot of you know research is being done and 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 and, and studied, and not only here but in top universities and you know, from Johns Hopkins to NYU to Stanford and everywhere in between on, on their profound implications uh, in therapeutics for treatment of depression and anxiety and addiction even. So, yeah, I mean, I revisited them recently a couple of times at a very high dose um, just just to just to see what happened. And, and I tell you, it's a quite a profound experience and one that I don't recommend for everyone, <laughs> of course. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not a doctor by any means. I, I, I merely play one on television. Oh my God. Um, you and I are such dorks. <laughs> I don't even know that reference. Always yeah, but you made it. <laughs> Are you a motivational speaker living in a van down by the river still too, Adam? Could have, I could very well have been. Yeah. Um, I think you're not for everybody. And there, and there, you know, there's certainly, um, you know, shouldn't be done without speaking to a professional or, uh, uh, you know, someone with more experience, but they just, opened me up in, in such a profound way that kind of stuck around for months, I would say. They opened me up to the, to, you know, to the richness and the vibrancy of, 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 of life. Uh, it really is a beautiful experience. It's very blissful. It's uh, it's a bliss beyond words almost. It's, where you're, where I, I should speak in the I, where I'm connected to each and every one of you in, in, a, in a profound way. And it's just, it's so beautiful. But so the intelligence of, I, there, and there is an intelligence to them. It kind of directs me to write. All right, so I, I write and and the pen just takes on a life of its own, okay? So it's kind of like a free-form style of writing without, where there's no thought involved. It's, I am merely a conduit for that intelligence that's inside. And I think it's just really a reflection of, you know, our own highest good or that space inside of us that's, we all want to taste for ourselves, whether it's that peace or the bliss or the joy or con the connection piece. 
it's all there for us, even sober, even without the use of these psychedelics. But um, yeah, I, I, I think they have the, an opportunity to, to help mold and shape humanity moving forward. And Terrence McKenna, one of the, you know, the foremost thinker on, 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 on the subject, he, famous quote, or in, at least in those circles, is which mushroom will be at the end of human history, the, the, the mushroom cloud of the nuclear explosion or the mushroom that lies beneath our, our, you know, our very own feet. So I, it just opens up a whole new train of thought. It dissolves the normal ego structure. Um, on a scientific level, it dissolves or stymies or disrupts the, the default mode network, the neural network between the prefrontal cortex and that midbrain area that normally gives way to, to, to the normal thought processes and the, and the loops that take place in our everyday lives, part of the 60,000 thoughts that we experience on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, I would challenge people, you know, if you think your beliefs are real and true, if you think your view of the world is real and true, go take a, a gram or two or three of mushrooms and then come back to me the next day <laughs> and and then see if your your mind has been changed because i guarantee that it would have amen i think of ice baths in a similar way but it is a similar sort of um <clears throat> equalizer a leveling of the playing field i I've joked over the years that a prerequisite for, to me, ideally, and we are often, we are talking about ideals without, as our, you mentioned him as our mentor, without idealism. Um, Yeah, I think an ideal would be people with certain power have to have a relationship with ice baths. To me, that would be a a fair prerequisite. (laughs) Yeah, another another one of my mentors out here. He says uh, he's got an ice bath in his basement, or he's got the he goes back and forth from the 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 or the um, infrared to the to the to the cold plunge. His his version of the ice bath, same thing. You oh yeah, no, it is the same. If you're in a shit state, if you're in a low place, and you can't get out of that loop, go in an ice bath or go in a cold plunge, and then you're. Things will switch pretty quickly. Inevitably. Yeah. Yeah. Just and same as a trip. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think. I just read an article about it. In fact, I didn't use this kind of language and didn't compare it to a trip per se, but the essence of what I was getting at in different, different wording was that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you know, even you know, Silicon Valley and Wall Street are are starting to embrace the, you know, the psilocybin as as treatment, um, in, in there, in as far as they're you know they're starting to patent certain therapeutics and and modalities, and they're getting starting to get in the space. And the FDA, you know, it's they're going to approve it by next year. So, you know, get ready. Get ready. I'm good with that. I think that would be progress. It's something that I certainly do appreciate and think would help. Um, 
Yeah, it seems like they're good people in that camp. Uh, you burnt uh, Terrence McKenna, one of my living heroes in this regard, and they're certainly birds of the feather. Um, Paul Stamets. Stamets, yeah. I love Paul Stamets. Genius. He, he should be our president, I tell you what. I'd vote. I don't know. If he, yeah. It's about power, right? Whatever it is, it's about power. Somebody, that's the point of the the mushrooms or the ice or whatever. Like, what are the prerequisites for having a certain kind of power? That's the key. In fact, that in and of itself would be worth uh, enough of us agreeing on. I'd actually change so many things. The ripple effect of just agreeing on prerequisites for power would have so many significant ripple effects. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me more. Tell me more. <sighs> no, that was such a perfect ending for you to say absolutely. It's like poetic. <laughs> Where are we at? Um, I think we're over. T- we're done, man. We got to, if we're going to stick with it, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that was so, a good place to, oh, I wish that we had just like dropped the mic right there. Well, you can still drop it, right? I could. You can just rewind the tape and drop. I know. <laughs> no, I think, but just last point on mushrooms. Please. They, and in, in, in what I've been kind of, how I've been processing it and, and, and kind of unpacking it in the months that follow, it's, it's more clear to me than ever than that we are such powerful creators as individuals. We, we can't even begin to fathom how powerful we are to create in this world, create our realities and live inside the very best of who we are. And by doing that, by tasting that, that high state, that high vibration, by rooting it in your system and go, being able to go back to that place again and again, and that's evolution. That's consciousness. That's consciously evolving our thought processes. And by living the very best of who we are, that's how we create the, the world to come. Because it's a ripple effect. You know, it's everything starts inside. Gandhi said it best, be the change that you want to see in the world. That everything starts inside. If anxiety exists in me, it exists in the world. And likewise, if fear and division is in the world, it's right there inside of me still. So, well said. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Good to be with you. Always. You, you as well. Uh, what I envision doing, just uh, this can get edited out, is doing another episode in the same season. So we'll uh, we'll check in. But between now and then. Um, no communication whatsoever. We're not allowed to talk. Oh, R- RSV, RSV, and 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 the microbiome and and um, antibiotic resistance. These are the these are the problems that, of the future. 
that we need to, you know, start talking about. COVID is like this. Every, the, the future pandemics, they're going to be a lot worse. So we got to get ahead of them. And Bill Gates don't have all the answers either. He, oh, God, he you just had to get that. He doesn't even have a college education, let alone a medical degree. He's no, he's no authority. You really wanted to get that in. No, that, <laughs> that was just off the top of my head. <laughs> All right. Well, be Thank well. you. Be, be well. well. Be safe. Be healthy. And enjoy. Talk with you soon. All right. Be well. Take care. Thank you. We figured it all out. We went from A to Z. Thank you, as always, Adam, for joining me. I hope to see you, whether it's here or in Colorado, sooner rather than later. Regardless, we'll keep tabs on everything. And uh, we'll talk again, as we more or less hinted there, uh, in a couple weeks. Um, the intention with this season is to be very deliberate and very organized. Um, not that we haven't been. It's just going to be more so. So thank you. Hope you look forward to that. And in the meantime, make sure you go get your donuts, buy your art on a beautiful handmade, locally sourced table uh, where you can also have catered events and occasionally a, a second brand of donuts that you can be eating, thinking about the potential for improving your own um ecosomatic ecology and somatic based awareness courtesy of uh education in general in other words thanks to our sponsors i think i got i think i sort of integrated them all there all right next up is Kristen ritter it's a doozy see you then <laughs>